Buckle every Tuesday with us. And Buck, always a pleasure. Not much NFL talk, but I do want to ask you, if we're just ranking NFL quarterbacks today, not historically at all, but just playing today, where would Joe Burrow be? Uh, he'd be high up there, Joe. Um, Bill. Joey B is, to me, he's already started to show, you know, the <laughs> – the moxie and the cool and uh you know he just he has something about him and that and i would put him in that top five maybe even top three of guys that just knows how to win you know buck i noticed that 2019 season every time they would score it would show him sitting on the bench and he would just be sitting there still sometimes really not talking much stoic face like it was just a typical day at the office, and he still does that. Oh, we, we lost him? Okay. We lost Buck there. He is in an airport. Buck is about to embark. He's about to fly. He's traveling for work, and uh, we'll see if we can get Buck back. He, he warned me about this. He said, Bill, I'll be in an airport because I'm traveling today. We'll see if we can't. Rehook him. Yeah, if you notice back when Joe Burrow and Buck, I was just talking, when Burrow was at LSU that 2019 season when they won it all, they'd yeah. score and then he'd be sitting there on the bench just kind of stoic, not yep. saying a lot, not really smiling, and just just exuding confidence. And it's the same guy in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you, Bill. I think, you know, before I dropped off, I don't know if I've seen a guy that young that composed and able to talk a little trash and then back it up. You know, I think the other thing is the team seems to rally around him. And like I was saying, I think we had nothing. I think we lost him again. Anyways, we'll, we'll see. Pat, we'll see if you can't find him again. He is, I assume he's in the Charlotte airport, unless he was traveling even earlier. And I like that airport, by the way. If you've ever, ever been through there, it's it's pretty convenient airport to uh, maneuver around. Charles Arbuckle with us. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. We're not going to do much NFL here. That's not what we do. We are college centric and high school centric here on this show. So we're going to see if we can't reboot here on Buck, bring him back. Gator Dave a little bit later, hour two, and no Griff today. Got a note from Griff on Monday, said, Bill, I'm a no-go on Tuesday. I can do it later in the week. I don't have that locked in yet, but we'll get him later in the week. Also, Jay Book. Will be with us talking Buckeyes on Thursday. And Kevin Hagan, if you didn't hear the news, is back. Likely next Friday. Now, we're going to have to tape that segment because he can't do it live at his employer, which is Kentucky, University of Kentucky. But, and we can't do it this week. But our plan is his triumphant return to the show is a week from. Friday, this Friday. And, again, I'll have to tape that. 
That'll have to be a taped segment, 10, 12 minutes, whatever it's going to be, on Thursday in the can, ready for Friday. So if you missed me earlier, missed me at the top of our number one this hour, this morning, I mentioned the fantastic Kevin Hagan news. Again, I, I wanted to get it going this week. We can't. We, we just can't. But next week, we will be able to do that. I also wanted to talk to Buck about that Jaden Rashada story. It's, it's over. He is gone. Uh, Florida has said bye-bye. He said bye-bye. He's visiting schools. We'll see what happens there. But, and I know maybe I'm going to be a little bit harsh. I mean, this kid is trying to get money. I, I get it. I, I just, I don't know. Charles R. Buckle with us. Buck, I wanted to ask you, because I don't think you and I have talked about it yet much, but this Jaden Rashada story, the California kid who signed with Florida, apparently he's promised the number everybody's throwing out is 13 million bucks, which is a ridiculous number. And <laughs> apparently whoever made that promise in their collective can't come through with it. And so he's moving on. Florida is moving on. We knew a mess like this would occur. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is the first of many probably. Um, yeah. there, there's, there's a couple of things I think. Can the kid play? Do we even know that? That's, that's the part that I think we're going to start realizing with these collectives and the NIL. And then um, do they have the, the funds? Or do they want to put up the funds for that? And I think that's 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 going to be the interesting thing over the next few years as we watch this until it gets reined in by who I don't know. But I think this is the, the start of it. When you see eight, well, first I heard it was eight million, now ten million, now thirteen million. I don't know what to believe. <laughs> and right. clearly, the kid just looks like, hey, I, I want to find the highest bidder instead of the best place to play. And I'm not shocked. On the outside looking in, I, I could be totally wrong, but it just seems like it's more about money than it is where you want to play and, and find a home where you can grow and, you know, get get really uh, that next level contract in the NFL, if he's that good. Talking about it earlier, I don't know, and, and even the folks down there don't have specifics, at least people in the media but yeah. whoever in their collective promised that kid, if it was indeed that much money, I don't think you should be associated with him anymore if you're Florida. Yeah, I think it puts Florida in a bad light because, you know, the, 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 the one thing from a recruiting standpoint, well, hey, man, look at Florida. They, they said they had all this money and they don't have it. It, it automatically sends a bad message from that regard, right? Because – Quite honestly, if you just want to back out of a collective or back out of an NIL deal, it makes you look bad. And Florida's already struggling from a recruiting standpoint, so it becomes negative recruiting. A lot of things can happen negatively if you go after somebody and you shoot your shot, as we like to say, and you miss. Um, and I don't know how this is going to turn out for Florida or Jaden Rashada because, you know, I, I just look at JT Daniels. I look at <laughs> Keaton Slovis, a lot of guys that were highly touted but now haven't even been able to find a home more than one year at a time. Uh, is that is, that, is, is he going to be that guy or is he going to be a Joe Burrow that transfers and then ends up, you know, taking the league by storm? We don't know. You just don't know. And I've talked to too many football folks that have 
you know, studied quarterbacks and looked at quarterbacks. As much as we think we know how things are going to turn out, man, there's a lot of things that have to happen before he even steps on campus. But before he steps on campus and has a successful college career to even probably attempt that next level. Charles Arbuckle joins us every Tuesday. We talk football with him. Buck, I know I asked you this previously, but does Dante Moore get the ball game one for UCLA? You know, it's a lot of excitement out there in Westwood right now. And not only for him, but you think about the Ford kid from um, USC. You think about Sturdivant coming from Cal. you got some offensive linemen. They've done a really nice job in the transfer portal of getting some young players that, to match up with Dante Moore or Garbers. Garbers played well when he's played, Bill. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to just go right by Ethan. But I think from a standpoint, if this Dante Moore kid is as good as he looked in the All-American game, which we know is an all-star game, it's not the same thing. It's basically a glorified, uh, you know, shorts and shells. But it still showed you some of the, the things that we had heard so much about the kid out of, out of uh, Detroit. So I don't think they're going to just hand it to him. But Chip has not been afraid to give a freshman walking on campus like he did DTR the job right away. And just from what I've seen, he already looks like he's ahead of DTR from a standpoint of playing the quarterback position. Now, with all that said, think of the lumps and the bruises and the bumps that they had to take with DTR along the way. And he got a lot better. He made plays. But it's just one of those things. The hardest position to grow in is a quarterback position, and that's where you have probably the most growth no matter how well you played in high school. Brock Purdy's not having any problems growing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Brock Purdy has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. Let me repeat that. And I'm not the Dallas Cowboys social media, which that was was savage. They went after Dak. But Brock Purdy has more wins – than Dak Prescott in the playoffs. Interesting. But the other thing I want, want, want people to think about, too, is your coaching makes a big difference. Look at Trevor Lawrence. I knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be a great player. He was a winner in high school. He was a winner at Clemson. Urban Meyer damn near ruined his career. I'm not going to just blame all of Urban, but all of that staff. Doug Peterson comes in. Look at Trevor Lawrence now. So Kyle Shanahan is doing the same thing with Brock Purdy or whoever he has at the quarterback position, and the team rallies around him. Now, they got some great weapons, man. Debo, and you got George Kittle. You got the Jusic, the the fullback. I always screw his name up, but the the guy that plays fullback, but he really looks like an H-back, very athletic guy. They've got some weapons on that offensive side for San Francisco, which has given Purdy an opportunity. But I just look at Trevor Lawrence and how a few years, you know, some people were ready to start calling him a bust. They probably start wanting to call him a bust after those four interceptions in the first half. Then he has a great second half, goes to Waffle House, doesn't have a fight like we were accustomed to seeing at Waffle House, and the rest is history. <laughs> Tells our buckle checking in with us. Buck, I know you're traveling, sir. I'll let you run, but uh, we'll see you back next Tuesday. All right, Bill. Good talking to you as always. Y'all have a good one, okay? Yeah, man. Always good to talk to Buck. Anything new from that Pac-12 story from yesterday? 